Hello there, and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 222 for patch 5.4. Our topic for this episode is why we need catch-up mechanisms in WoW. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root, and I play a goblin warlock. And this is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up in episode number 222 of HearthCast, when not to roll, need, on T-Mod gear. We have an insight to Demonic Rick about an add-on to rival DBM. And stay tuned after the show for Aspect of the Daddy. Apple's anticipated announcements are awesome. Or are they? So, hey, Freckleface! Hey! What is new with you this week in the world of Warcraft? My husband unsubbed. Oh! 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 Apparently got a little bored of running Lich King Dungeons. Oh! And he started playing Wildstar. What is that? Oh. Yeah, it's like the most in-depth, intricate, talent tree MMO Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. In history of ever. He says we'll come back sometime before Warlords. Forgot to give me his rocket chicken. Oh, sad face. <sighs> I'm going to get the thing from him. <laughs> so yeah, I got the 70 Warlock. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to level her. I was wanting to roll a new character, and I settled on a Worgen Druid. And I realized I already have a Worgen Druid, who's about 41, 42. Okay. And I had gone in on that character and like vendored everything she had. <laughs> not her not her gear, but like she had all this leather working materials and I got rid of it all. Um but I was able to log back in. I barely had enough uh money to get to the flight point to where I wanted to go. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I took her over to Eastern Plague Lands and I got the achievement for that. Did for the a little Lore bit Master. of dancing before you went that way? Uh no. No dancing on the mailboxes? No. Oh, okay. No, no. None of that. Um, so, doing a little more work on the Lore Master achievement with her over there. And um, trying to do Celestials and Ordos on my tunes. I think I forgot last week in a couple of them. Whoa. Yeah. 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 So, what about you? I hope that there is something useful for all these Jared's crazy electrical battery things that I'm making on my engineer. It's got a one-day cool-down type thing, so I make one every day. Okay. Um, and I know it's used for, like, a lot of things, but, man, I got a lot of them now. I'm up to, like, three stacks. <laughs> so, oh, goodness. Well, it's because I miscalculated. I thought I could make you a pet, but then I realized I didn't have um, uh, the uh, living steel cool-down. I still oh, haven't boosted yeah. my DK, who's an alchemist. Okay. So it's more complicated than you thought. Yeah, but we, we'll get there. Um, I did in Hearthstone get my uh, my green card back for being at least level twenty. Okay. And uh, that you know, I tell you what, that that was enough for me. That was enough playing for you. When I got to level twenty, because I was like I was rank like, twenty. Yeah, rank twenty. Sorry, when I was at like twenty one, because uh-huh. it goes backwards, you know. When I was at twenty one to twenty one to twenty, was, was a lot of time. It was a couple of days. I oh, mean, really? Yeah. Oh. You know, because I get I get a star to go. Oh, I got a star, but right. not enough stars to get me to the next level. Sure. So you're losing more than you're winning. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. 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 And then uh, the other part of it was I would show people. Like, I was showing them Hearthstone on the iPad, and I was showing them, and they're asking questions, and I I really have to concentrate when I play that game, so I'm not the best person to demo it. Okay. And I'm trying to play and talk and, you know, discuss the game, and next thing you know, you know, I pretty much hand a guy the game, <laughs> and then I'm dead, and I'm like, oh, well, that's... So well, you could show him against the innkeeper next time and go practice mode. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, you get, or did you get like the sneak up? I get that a lot at home. The sneak up? Yeah. 
How do you want to ask? Whoever <laughs> playing Hearthstone and my husband sees me playing, just he'll be like 20 feet away, and the next thing you know, he's like right behind me. Okay. <laughs> he just gets really fascinated every time I'm playing it. Oh. Yeah, I've gotten that, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Which then, it, it just puts undue pressure on me, and then I mess up. Yeah. Because I don't pay attention to what the other person has, as I normally do. Like, this one guy had a card out on his, on his table, and... I I used my, my, my mage thing that nukes everything, you know, does four damage or whatever. A flame strike. Yeah, and yeah. it totally buffed that guy to, you know, he didn't kill him. And he got like some kind of crazy buff every time somebody else, another minion on the battlefield oh, died. yeah. And I crazy buffed him. And I'm like, oh, oh. resign. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> ugh. So, didn't you tell me the other day you had a guy do something like the first move and then resigned or something? Uh well what happened is on the on a warlock deck which is what he's playing there is a card that either does two damage to a minion or does plus two to to a demon so he had in his deck an imp master which it looks on the picture like she's a demon but she's not so like he just did two damage to his own minion and then just immediately just resigned oh so oh. I laughed <laughs> yeah hey he messed up his own plan yeah. You mess up your plan. If you know that you just messed up your plan, you might as well just, you know, there's, there's no recovery. Not necessarily. It's early in the game. Nah, no He's recovery. He's going to come back from it. Nope. There's just one card. Nope. <laughs> no recovery. Time yeah. to go. So, other than that, um, I'm not missing my Ordos and Celestials. I make sure to do those. Still just using the in-game raid browser. I find it fast. Sure. I have a little bit of a complaint about that. Okay. I would like... Maybe if Blizzard, like if you, when you get selected for a group, if you had a notification of what group you were just selected for. Yeah. Um, I only queue up for one at a time. I queue up for Ordos. When I'm finished with Ordos, I head over back down to the time, you know, to the, to the little spawn point, And then I queue up for Celestials. I do the same thing because I hate having to ask. Exactly. Yeah. And, and everybody asks, like they join the group and what are we doing? Right. We're doing Ordos or we're doing Celestials. So if Blizzard had something that said, you've just been invited to a blank group. Sure. But do they know? They don't, I guess. Yeah, because you have to form the group within the raid browser. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And you get picked out of that queue. So they'd know. They know. They'd know. So maybe that's like a bonus little Hey Blizz at the top of the show because I just get, it's annoying to me. And, And for the love of Pete, folks, on Ordos... Learn how to walk up the middle of the staircase without aggroing mobs. And if you do aggro the mob, go ahead and stay at the bottom of the staircase and kill them. Don't bring them up into the group. It's just, that's it's, it's horrible. <laughs> and the reason it's horrible is because nobody there, they get up there, right? And then they wait for the orders group to form. So what do they do? They're waiting for everybody to get there. They're there. They've done their job. They're at the spot they're supposed to be. And now they're waiting for everybody else just to show up. So they have left the room, and they're waiting for the ready check noise. <laughs> so somebody's now trained a mob into the area, some trash, and now the trash is going crazy, killing everybody. And it's just a little bit of a pet peeve. Don't don't bring the trash up. Or stick around and fight. It's just, it's just multiple things happen. People leave, and then they get mad because people bought trash up. Well, if you were there, then you could fight the trash. Right. Or maybe you park yourself around the corner, and the trash won't come get you. <laughs> There's a lot of things, but it just it seems to be a little still kind of crazy unorganized. Well, yeah. Just you know, I'm doing that. It just it's my it's my normal routine. Everything's normal. Nothing's crazy. Nothing really earth shattering this week. Just doing my my normal wardos and celestials, and you know, hitting up, up Kara, not getting anything out of Kara, and and just doing my thing. Why catch up mechanics are needed in MMOs. The world of Warcraft has a variety of different ways for people to catch up to the current content. Now, some people may say this dumbs down the game or that Blizzard is catering to casuals, but in reality, it's a necessity. In this episode, we're going to dive into why catch-up mechanics are needed in the world of Warcraft. So let's look at different types of catch-up mechanics and mustard mechanics. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> that are in the game, and maybe some relish. We'll relish mm. the different catch-up mechanics. I see. <laughs> They're in the game. 
Um, and, you know, there are some that are XP and rep boosts, and you'll see these all the time. Now, obviously, we have the heirloom gears. And you get the heirloom gear, you throw that on your tunes, and you're getting all kinds of crazy XP bonuses. Um, you're out-leveling zones before you're finishing quest lines in them. Sure. It just really throws off the natural balance of things in, re- in all reality. There are potions you can get from people in the game that, that boost your rep with people or boost some XP gain for an hour or whatever the case might be. You've had those, Freck. And then you died right after drinking the potion. <laughs> it wasn't that fast. <laughs> well, I'll deny it. <laughs> you'll deny it. It's the elixir of ancient wisdom. Yeah, that's one. That's the one. Um, there are insignias you can get. You know, right now, Mr. Pandaria, you down something that's got this insignia, you cash in on it, all of a sudden you have a rep bonus. I still think my idea of paying for it at the little shrines would have been better. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, you get an insignia off a dead person. Cool. There are in-game bonuses. Like when you go do a, a random dungeon, you can select what faction you want to get bonus. used to be that you wore the tabard. And then someone at Blizzard went, you know, you're doing something passive and we're giving you something. Why not just make it a little button you click on the game instead of you know making this whole, if you wear this guy's tabard, into this area, which has nothing to do with it, you get bonus rep for that person. Yeah, that never made sense to me. I don't know. It's kind of like people who got paid to get a tattoo on their forehead. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Uh, who would do that? <laughs> Especially in your forehead. That's just weird. It happened. Uh, right now we're seeing a lot of these passive spells, like the Valor and Rep. Like, right now it's always been in the game where if you level or you max out on your Valor uh, for the week, your alts get bonus Valor. So your Valor is doubled on all your alts the rest of the week, so you can cap them out easier. Currently in the game, right now, and for this period of time that we're speaking of in this bubble of time that we're in, we all get this 100% bonus to rep, or valor, rather, and some kind of crazy uh, rep bonus for the Black Prince. This is helping us all catch up when alts or new characters, whatever we're playing, to help us out in our uh, legendary quest. There are also ways to boost professions. Cooking is super simple. We we did a whole episode on how to go from zero to 600 uh, without ever leaving the shrine. Or not the shrine, but the farmer's market there in Half Hill. And uh, just stand in one spot and you can pretty much, you know, like get, you got to walk around a little bit, but not much. No, not much at all. Not much. Now, uh, they've experimented with ways to catch up with herbalism and mining. Uh, now we're looking on, on the horizons to our garrisons. You can do refer a friend. When you get to refer a friend, when you're questing around with your buddy, as long as you two are together, then you both are getting an XP bonus. You can grant levels to your friend and all this. Of course, there's the boost to 90. And good old-fashioned power leveling, where somebody you know who has a higher level than you runs you through a dungeon and you soak up all the XP and they just wipe the walls with everything. So we have these established ways, whether they are official from Blizzard or just ways that we have, as players have devised, to catch up in the game. So the bigger question is, all right, why are these needed? Now, I do play some games outside of World of Warcraft. What? I know, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, you've heard me talk about Clash of Clans here. I do, uh, I do play Arma 3. I have played Daisy, but now there's a better mod in Armor 3 that's better than Daisy in my opinion oh. that does the same thing. So the thing about those other games is that there is no catch-up mechanism. And the reason there's no catch-up mechanism is because there doesn't need to be a catch-up mechanism. With Arma, you get in and you, you play. You know, there is no levels, there's no there's no need for it. You just you play. With Clash of Clans. You you know you you build your city pretty quick and you do your thing pretty quick and you you get to that same level with everybody else relatively quickly. That's just the nature of the gameplay. So when we look at an MMO like World of Warcraft, the game style itself requires you to have a way to keep everybody right around the same area. We're looking at static content in a dynamic world. Those quests don't change. You can go back right now and turn on low level quest. And if you missed a quest at level one, that quest is still there. It's true. You know, and it's completely irrelevant to you. 
you know, you can go back and do a quest for a garage hell screen right now if you really wanted to. And where we're at in the game, he can't even give you a quest. <laughs> but you can go get one from him. That's that static content and a dynamic. We're, we're living this story, but the story's everybody's got experiences. So it, it creates a paradox. You have what I call the gear boss cycle. And the gear boss cycle is you have to get new gear that's more powerful so you can go kill the big bad boss. As soon as you kill the big bad boss with your new and, and powerful gear, you should get bigger, better gear from said boss. And you keep doing this until that boss is trivial for you to kill because you have the best gear. And then Blizzard says, well, here's a new boss for you to kill. And by the way, that really cool gear that you have that would made this other boss really easy to kill, it's pretty much useless on this boss. So now you have to go get more gear to kill this boss. And we see that happen throughout. I mean, that's just wash, rinse, and repeat for Blizzard. That's their cycle whether it be from patch to patch inside the game or expansion to expansion or, you know, boss to boss inside of a, a raid encounter. Like, you know, the first boss is easier. The second boss might be really tough. The third boss is that DPS check. The fourth boss might be a pushover. And that, that last boss, you're going to be on him for a while. Then what I think might be the biggest crux of all for Blizzard, for World of Warcraft, levels. If you get rid of levels... It helps move the gameplay on a whole lot better. But nope, levels are there. Because when you look at my character, from level 1 to level 90, still the same guy. I mean, yeah, the spells I know are more powerful. It's versions of the spells. Right. Like, you know, maybe I learned some new spells along the way. But now we're going to go from like 90 to 95. What's five levels? It doesn't mean a whole lot. You know, it's just, but it's there and it's a problem. You think so? I do. It's just a measurement. It's a way to measure. I think people need a progress bar to fill up though. Well, I agree. Yeah. But it's, it, to me, when you ins, when you institute a leveling system, it comes with a whole lot of baggage later on down the road. And now that's what we're starting to experience. New players have a huge barrier to entry. You're talking to a person and you tell them, hey, you know, I, I've heard you talk about World of Warcraft. That sounds like a pretty cool game. I'd really like to, to, to play. Um, you and I, we, we know each other. We see each other at lunch every time. I'd like to play on the server you play on. Can I, be, can I play with you? Oh, sure. What level are you? You know, what's the biggest level of the game or what's the most powerful? However they, they phrase it, How's, what's the most powerful you know, person in the game? Well, my character's level 90. Well, level 90? What do I start off at? Well, you'll start off as a, a, at a level 1. So I got to go 89 levels before I catch up with you? Well, no, you don't have to. You can spend an extra 60 bucks. You know? <laughs> or, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, it just becomes a huge barrier to entry. If we're going to level 100, and I tell somebody, well, you know, I'm at level 100 now. If you'd like to come on board, I have often said, Freckleface, that Blizzard is going to start out leveling at the top level of the previous expansion. So when when somebody buys Warlords of Draenor, they can start off with a 90. Right. You know, and they have to. Because it's just, you, you can't. That barrier to entry is so incredible. And stuff gets broken and timelines don't make any sense and everything else. It brings up play style. We've all run across the various different types of people in the world of Warcraft that we play with that have different play styles. Some people are completionists. If there are 100 things, they have to have those 100 things. You know, some people are completionists when it comes to pets or mounts or achievement points. Some people get mad when there's too many things to do because they have to do them all. They feel as if they have to do them all. Right. I have to do all my dailies. Blizzard has given me too much stuff to do. You know, there's still people who are going back and doing dailies, you know, back from when dailies first started. It was like, why are you doing that? Like, well, it's there. Well, that doesn't mean you have to do it, but it's there. <laughs> you know, the, look, the Sky Guard doesn't care about you, okay? <laughs> but it's a daily. They love me. <laughs> Don't give that guy bread anymore. He doesn't need bread. <laughs> He's got enough. 
but it's a daily. When the Dark Moon Fair comes around, they've got to go play all the games. Yeah, it took me a while to get over that. They got to get all the tickets. They got to get you know everything they could possibly do. And I understand that that it's something that the game brings you that you want to be able to do and you want to be able to experience the game to the fullest. But in like in anything, there are people who take that to the extreme. There are extremists in that, and that's people who, if there is a void to fill, they're going to fill that. If they can see, if they can fill something up like a measure, and they can see you know like a little progress meter. They want to see their progress meter go from you know zero to one hundred percent complete. You and I have already talked about it in, in the past, Freck, but Blizzard coming in Warlords of Draenor, uh, the toys that we get, these vanity items that we pick up, are no longer going to be kept in bags. Yeah, toy chest. We're getting this toy chest, which you'll see what you don't have is going to be grayed out. Yeah. And then you, you, you get it, and it kind of fills in with the color. Right. That, to a completionist, <laughs> is horrible. <laughs> Because they will not stop until all those values are filled in. You have what I call the rabid consumer. This is the person that we have uh, an expansion gets launched or a dungeon wing opens up or a raid wing opens up or a new area opens up, whatever the case might be. It's new content and you don't see that person for four days. The expansion comes, they, they, that's when their vacation from work is. Because all they're going to do is get into the new content. Now, some of these people are paid to do this, and that's fine. If that is what their job is, then more power to them. I'm talking about the people who have regular 9-to-5 jobs that when the expansion comes out, they're taking a, the, you know, a week off, and all they're going to do is play, 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 play to get to the you know new level cap, to get all the new shiny stuff, to burn through all this content... And then what? Sit around and wait for Blizzard to put out more content and repeat the same process. Maybe not take the week off, but they're going to repeat the same process. Now there's a new dungeon wing. I got to go do it. And they're consuming this content, you know, literally well before Blizzard wants it. And that's why Blizzard has to drip this content out on us. Yeah. Because if Blizzard said, well, here it all is, you'd have people done in three weeks and going, okay, now what? Now what do I do for the next year or two, Blizzard? I'm done with all the content. So Blizzard has to drip this out on us because you get people who just absorb it. There's that that rabid consumer. They're just killing it. And then they complain that there's nothing to do. (laughs) (laughs) There are casual players. It's the kind of person who plays. They're kind of, all right, you know, I want to do this. I want to get through the content. Uh, But when I get through it, as long as I get through it, I'm okay. They're the kind of person that they're happy as long as they are playing the game and getting things done, maybe getting a new piece of gear every so often to keep things interesting. They may play, you know, two, maybe three nights a week for a couple hours at a time. You know, I kind of fall into this back and forth between this and, and not quite a hardcore, but a normal raider. I kind of fall between these two roles. You have the weekend warrior freck which i think you're starting to identify a little more and more with yeah weekend rolls around you're ready to do some stuff you're going to run your dungeons you're going to go grind out some stuff on the timeless isle maybe do some lfr or some flex yeah but monday through friday probably not yeah monday through friday you're doing your hearthstone you're doing your job you're taking care of the family and you're just there's no time really right now but come the weekend you're going to tear it up yeah And then you have what I like to call a companion player. A companion player is that that friend or spouse, usually a spouse, that plays with their friend or usually spouse. Uh And it's there to spend time with that person. And they only play with that person. They're not going to log in. Yeah. if, If that other person isn't playing and is nothing conducive to their schedule, then they're not going to play. And as we found out with your husband will most likely unsubscribe until they're ready to try it again. Yeah. Because to them, it's more of a social thing for with their friends. And if the social thing with their friends isn't working out, eh, they're not really interested because they're, they're there for fun. You know, they're there to spend time with some friends and, you know, maybe slay some dragons on the internet. But as far as getting through all the content, it, they're going to get burned out really fast because... It's a very small niche of people. 
Now, there are extremes to all those categories. You know, you're going to have your companion players who are at the high end rating that are, you know, they're playing, you know, six nights a week, rating four nights a week, whatever the case might be, and their husband and wife or significant others, whatever the case might be. So you do have your extremes in all of those. But suffice it to say, there are a lot of different play styles that Blizzard has to adhere to. It's not just the hardcore gamer who is devoting as much time as they can to the game, as much time as they have available, and putting forth this incredible amount of effort and sitting there with the best gear, the best rewards, and the best of everything, and you're going, what's next, Blizzard? Bring it, bring it. Not just that player. You have to look at the business model surrounding the world of Warcraft. It relies on subscribers right now. We pay to play. Roughly 14 bucks a month. With Blizzard having roughly 7 million subscribers, you're looking at a net income of over $100 million a month. Now, out of that, I don't know if you've seen pictures of the Blizzard Studios, but that's a big building. That's got a hefty price tag on it. (laughs) That thing costs a lot to run a month. Yeah. You have hardware, you have infrastructure, you have air conditioning and heat. Well, that's in California, not a lot of heat, but there's still some, there's probably heater in the building. You got water, you got toilets, you know, there's all this stuff. You've got lights and electricity and cleaning and, you know, yard work. There's so much that goes into a building and infrastructure. There are taxes to be paid. There's insurance to be covered. There are lawyer fees and goodness gracious, do we know Blizzard has their lawyer team. There's merchandise and merchandise production. There's marketing, there's advertising, there's promotions, and there's salaries. They got to get paid to do this. It is a job. And support it, too. Not just creating new content. Right. They've got to support that content. They have to support the players. You know, they have to make strike deals. There's so much that goes. It's not just going, you know, I'm paying 14 bucks a month to play a video game. There's so much behind that video game. The business of that video game is huge. Is it profitable for them? Of course it's profitable for them. But I say this to illustrate a point where me, if I have a resource from an IT perspective and I've paid a lot of money for that resource and that resource costs me a lot of money to maintain, i.e. a server for them. And I know I have 7 million subscribers to this game. I'm already going to do a little bit of math And I'm going to hope that I can spread those 7 million players out across a significant amount of servers. And then I'm going to really, really, really hope that those 7 million players don't come all play at the same time. Because there are provisions in place to prevent all 7 million players from playing. You have caps per server. How many people can be logged on to those servers before those servers start to suffer in performance? People don't like that. They don't like logging in and being in queue. We talked to uh, Kevin from Dark Moon Herald, and he was saying... That he had like a four-hour queue time to get into the server? Yikes. It's like, wow. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm happy with my little medium population server just because of that. So the reason people get upset with this whole concept of catch-up mechanisms in the game, the usually are the people who are at the forefront of the content that is available to them or very close to that. They're not the ones coming in later on catching up with everybody and kind of going, well, I don't understand the big deal. We just downed the boss. That was pretty easy. Not accounting for the fact that this group has already been played. Uh, The strategies are already set forth. More people in this group have in-game gear. So there's all this kind of just weird little area that people come in. Now, I've mentioned before, we have a guy at work who, the way he plays World of Warcraft is he subscribes right before new expansions or new major content, goes through that, and as soon as that new major content is done, he unsubscribes and waits. So right now, he's not subscribed to World of Warcraft. He does not play. But he is watching for when Warlords or Trainer comes out. Right before it comes out is when he resubscribes and does all the content for Mr. Pandaria. And it takes him no time at all to get through it. Now, will he miss out on some achievements? Sure. He won't get the head of the curve. He'll miss out on some mounts. He'll miss out on some stuff that, you know, have gone away between various patches. But he doesn't really care. He'll get in. He'll knock out the end boss. He'll get all this gear, these mounts, everything that's still available in the game. 
do some mid achievements, get some cool stuff, and then when Warlords hits, he unsubs. And waits until everything is quote unquote easy mode, until everything's on farm. And that's when he plays. Because that catch up mechanism is there. He can go in and spend two weeks and be just as geared up as I've been while I've been playing this entire two years. And have just the same stuff I do, if not better. So the question really becomes, you know, we've mentioned it before on the show, Freck, when when I get a piece of gear or a mount or an achievement or a title, whatever the case might be. Now, yes, my achievement has a date on it, but I can't really share that with everybody. But I would like my title or my mount or my armor or the sword or weapon I have, whatever I've got. If I got it when it was quote-unquote relevant and quote-unquote hard to get, I want that distinction. I think a lot of people want that distinction. Because, like, you've got Ashes of Alar. Right. I still don't have Ashes of Alar. Okay. It's still got the prestige because it's still that 3% chance of it dropping or 0.3, whatever it is. Right. So it's still very, very difficult to get as far as chance is concerned. But it's not difficult to get. Okay. You can solo that. Run in. It's easier with two people because there's that little bit of a mind control glitch that the dude has. But. Well, what might be a more relevant example is the Kingslayer title. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you could do that with a couple of friends now. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. (laughs) I don't think they need to make that distinction because you had your time for that to be a big deal. You know, when he first got it before it's hard, that's when it stood out. That's true. You know? Yeah, a lot of times you see people the title Kingslayer now and you're like, oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Whereas when it first came out, like I remember when the uh, this latest one uh, from Mr. Pandaria came out, but I remember that's when the person stood there in the shrine with this title. And you're like, ooh. Right. He's got that title. No, but if you stood there in a shrine with your Deathwing title, <laughs> destroy your end, end of all destroyers yeah. or whatever, and people go, um, golf clap. <laughs> <laughs> but just by the very nature of the game that we play, the World of Warcraft, with levels and everything else and different game styles, different play styles we talked about, you have to have a way in the game to bring new players on board. Because without new players paying that money, without people who continue to pay that money to pay that money, then the whole business of the World of Warcraft falls apart and we end up with something very, very different on our hands. So it's going to be there. And I like it uh, because it allows me as a player, if I take a week or two or a month off, whatever the case might be, I'm not going to miss out and suffer that much. So I can still get things caught up relatively easy and you know be able to play with my buddies again Uh like I was before. So I like the fact that we have those methods available to us. We're not all perfect. Slash facepalm. So, Freck, you know what this whole uh, Valor boost we got going on right now? Right. At its IQ up, do a random dungeon, get my easy 100% bonus Valor, get that knocked down. And I end up in my least favorite dungeon and I think Blizzard knows this because that seems like all I get these days. Yeah. Seas of Nijao, Nihao, whatever oh. it is. The one with the amber wing and yeah. it's just you kinda you're at the point now where you just kind of face roll through there. Sure. You know, and if there's somebody who's new, you still just go through there and just 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 keep up, you know, just keep up with us. Mm-hmm. So we're going through it, going through the thing, get all the way through the whole instance, down to the final boss and I normally, as a warlock, I set up my little demonic gate so that when the wind starts blowing in the final boss, when he's flying back and forth across the bridge or whatever, um, you can get back faster. Okay. Well, it's, the guy was, you know, he didn't spend any time. He flew because that's the mechanic, but we did so much damage that he flew back and then flew back. And it was just like, okay, that was retarded. <laughs> and anyhow, he died, and he dropped this really cool uh, staff. I don't remember the name of the staff, but it had this really, really cool skull on the end of the staff Ooh. and very demonic looking. And I'm kind of going with this whole demonic 
uh, transmog set right now. So I look at this staff and I'm like, that is a cool staff. And I go, need for T-Mog. And I need on it. Now remember, this is just, it's it's a little heroic dungeon. Right. You know, it's just a really, really cool staff. Yeah. I'm like, that's really cool. Need for T-Mog. Everybody leaves. DPS hangs out. I figure we're going to requeue or something. And the guy goes, hey, just wanted to point out, uh, you have that same T-Mog equipped. <laughs> And then I looked down on my staff. Sure, it's a world. It's the same. It's a different name, but okay. it's the same model. Uh. And I'm like, oh. And I'm thinking maybe the eyes are a different color. Maybe the marking. No, it's exactly the same. <laughs> oh, rude. Yeah. You don't look at your own staff? It was cool. Yeah? But now I know why it I thought it was. It didn't look familiar at all? Nah, I guess not. <laughs> That's like going to the store and buying a shirt. That you really like and taking it home and finding one in your closet looked exactly the same <laughs> way. Maybe I've done that too. No, that's even worse. That's like going to the store and buying a shirt that you're wearing. Oh. Well, what if you like that style of shirt? But not realizing that you had the same shirt oh, okay. on. okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. No, you don't buy the same shirt. You buy like a different color. What if I like blue polo and I wanted to go get another blue polo? No, you don't need two blue polos. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. What if I what if I think I look really good and that's all I want to wear? What if I want to pull a Steve Jobs and just wear a black turtleneck and jeans? No, you can wear a dark blue and a light blue and a navy blue <laughs> and an aquamarine, but you don't need two of the exact same shade of blue, the exact same shirt. So another little bit of a confession. I was on route mm-hmm. and uh, this piece dropped and uh, we were, we were in, it was trash. It was off trash in LFR. And I was like, man. That's an upgrade because that's like a level, like a 489, and, I, and I'm and i like at 465 on that. And so I'm like, neat. You know? Yeah. And person's like, why is the warlock kneading on a leather piece? <laughs> and I was like, oh, warlock. Yeah, me. Um, wrong tune. <laughs> I thought I was on my druid. <laughs> I was kneading for my druid on a different server, different you know, faction. <laughs> And I, you know, I ended up giving it to the person who had the next, the highest greed role. But I mean, the guy's like, "Hey, they should say red on the text." What you know, your yeah. class? I'm like, I don't. I wasn't looking at that. I looked at the name. I looked. I saw leather, and I saw item level, and I knew that it would be a uh, uh, better gear. Just wrong tune. That's all. Wow. <laughs> you need to pay more attention. <laughs> Remember, you used to hate to need on things. Now yeah. I'm just needing now you know everything. why I don't need because I got to pay attention to that kind of stuff. <laughs> Did you get kicked out of either one of those groups? Though? No, no. Well, the other one's at the end of it, so it right. didn't matter. But no, no, no. It was honest, it was literally an honest mistake. That's right. all that. It's a but stupid see, honest mistake. Remember we talked about fessing up to your mistakes a few episodes ago. Yeah. How it dissolves anger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I told him, I was like, stupid me, you guys are right, I'm on the wrong, I'm, I was thought I was on my druid, and uh, who, okay, let's give it to the guy who got, the, and I had the little loot window that pops up, lets me know what everybody right. else did, so I was like, okay, you dude, uh, come here, you you win this, so. That's nice of you. And you know, maybe he's going to disenchant it, I don't care what he's going to do, but yeah. Yeah. So, whew. Silly, silly me. If you're going to survive Azeroth, you better bring your A-game. You better be ready. You better listen to the insights of Demonic Rick. Joining us on the show right now is none other than our warlock wonderland brother from the Great White North. Demonic Rick, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing wonderfully toasty warm, actually. That is awesome, sir. I'm glad to hear that. And I hear rumor says that you have discovered something better than deadly boss mods. That's true. And when when raid leaders say now, does everyone have DBM? I proudly say, no, I do not. Hmm. What? Yeah. I feel like this add-on trumps DBM in many ways, and everyone should be using it instead of DBM. It's called uh, Voice Enhancement Mods, uh, V-E-M. It does pretty much everything DBM does, but better. Interesting. Um, So instead of you normally getting like a little chat bubble 
uh, popping up in the middle of the screen, spamming you, which most people ignore. Let's let's be honest now. Or going into your chat window, which everyone knows that they just ignore during boss fights. Um, it will verbally tell you what you need to do on the fight, and not like spamming you nonstop, telling you what to do, like guiding you, holding your hand. It will have a nice British woman saying in her lovely accent, "Scatter." run, um, pry too high, things like that. Try to hide? Pride too high. Oh, pride too high. <laughs> <laughs> Try to hide, you're, you're about to die. <laughs> yeah. Go in Viz, quick. <laughs> Feign death. Bubble earth. <laughs> so it's a little bit more uh, specific than DBM. Exactly. Um, instead of, like, DPM will normally just, like, tell you to run, I think, mostly, um, or pop up with the name of the ability. Run away, but little it, girl. Run, run away. away. <laughs> um, with, like, those those were nice when they first came in, but this is way too, too more in-depth, uh, I feel. Um, and that will guide you through boss fights that you haven't done before a lot better. Um, I feel like I pay attention to my boss fights even more now and just am a lot more alert on, on what's happening. Like, for instance, if you get a debuff on your screen that sometimes you'll get, like, say, on Shaw of Pride, it'll let you know when you have a uh, gift of the Titans. They'll actually verbally say it. Um, or, or other debuffs like that in any of the fights from Mr. Pandaria all the way to, I think I, I've tested it all the way back to ICC, so I'm pretty sure it probably goes back further than that. Interesting. Now, is it able to take anything uh, like the cues from Deadly Boss Mods from DBM, like if someone puts out a DBM timer, does it accept that or not? Yes. Yes, it does, actually. Oh. Yes. So all, all those same things are still in effect. It just does it a lot better. That is intriguing yeah and you and you get a nice british woman saying it to you see i'm i'm afraid i might be like speak to me more yes <laughs> keep talking your wife's like who are you talking to <laughs> no, no one the, the no one the radio be like root why are you still standing in the fire you don't understand it <laughs> listen to her get she will to, actually tell you to move to out of the fire move nice. out of the fire talk to me more move <laughs> <laughs> How do you want me to move, baby? That's right. <laughs> I want to move it. Move it. Is there a male version? Is there, uh, is there a male version? Interesting. Uh, I can't answer that question. We'll have to kind download of what options, you know. You, oh, well. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure there is. If, if you want a sexy um, Doctor Who voice. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Now, I know there, that there are some. Now, I'm not saying this is in there, but there are packs available that um, will tell you, like, you read off every sentence and save it as a particular file. In other words, you overwrite the voice file. You make your own voice pack. Yeah. Because we've well, I've done that before for other projects. For DBM, you mean? No, no, no. For other projects outside of WoW where I've done a voice pack for that project. Okay. And so you get a script, and the script tells you, like, these... 500 things you're going to say and you say those 500 things and those are saved as particular file names yeah so you make a voice pack out of it well i'm sure there is a, a male voice or different options i'm just very uh in love with the british accents from the lady but that's just my 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 thing anyways plus i just love how it just verbally says everything to you it'll, it'll let you know when you have to run away It'll let you know when you have to scatter or when you have debuffs, when timers go off. It still even whispers um, other people when you're in the middle of a fight. But instead of saying DBM warning, it will say uh, VEM warning. So, yeah. Interesting. I'm very interested because I, I do a lot of stuff with audio cues. I mean, I used yeah. to tell me when a lot. It has a ton of audio cues that I set up. So when things happen, I'm audio, audibly, this is the word I'm looking for. I am audibly notified. Yeah. So this might be something right down my alley. 
I, I thought so, and you, you might even be able to get rid of some of your cues that you already have because VEM will cover it. Um, and a lot of the time, people don't pay attention to the things that like pop up in the middle of the screen. People, that's why people go on, you know, mumble or vent to to have somebody like yell at you, "Root, get out of the fire!" Oh, oh crap! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So, well, the other side of that is there are a lot of times in particular fights when you assign somebody to call something out that it pops exactly. up on everybody's screen, but there's somebody whose job it is to call that out because not everybody's reading the screen. Exactly. And I've been in fights where the people will say, well, you, you see your debuffs up here and it's like this little square in the corner. I'm like, okay, yeah, I see that. And okay, when that has 27, well, how do I know that has 27? Well, the little number will count up to 27. Okay, I'm not going to take my eyes and put them on that little number when it hits 20. It's just, no, I'm not. I'm going to miss that 85% of the time. Now, now it's it's very good for, like, the overall raider, but it's even better for certain classes. So, say, if you're tanking or healing, it will actually know that you're tanking or healing or DPSing and change the script that it uses during the boss fights. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, like... Say, I've actually had troubles tanking a few times on some fights, but I feel a lot more comfortable knowing when I don't really have to pay attention to, say, stacks that the other tank has, because VEM will tell me that I need to taunt. Stuff like that. That's cool. Now, does it have yeah. the, that one very important warning that says, the hunter just misdirected infane death. Your wave <laughs> is about to wipe. <laughs> does it have that one? Because that's very important. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> That's a cool add-on. They should have an add-on called Who Pulled That? <laughs> <laughs> they should. <laughs> it should just, it would take all, you know. It would. It would just eliminate that, the it whole would. thing. Who pulled that? It should just pull up the thing, and boom, it, whoever pulls, the first person who pulls, would pop it up somewhere. Or do like an auto-reply, the way the uh, rare timers work in the time of style. <laughs> right. Who pulled? <laughs> <laughs> this person pulled. Like, oh, it's you, buddy. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like Thanks that. Thanks a lot. Um, who wiped us? <laughs> another really great thing that I found with this add-on is it has allowed me to actually raid lead pretty comfortably. I'm not the best raid leader, but with this add-on, I can be like, oh, we're about to go into the next phase. Or I'll just like read everything out that, that VEM is telling me. So it, it's really great. Awesome. I'm going to check it out because, like I said, I'm well into the, the audible notifications. Me too. And like it's great for people with vision issues. So say a lot of people who wear glasses, for instance... Or people don't want to read. That's exactly. <laughs> that would be me. Hand up right here. <laughs> Who wants to read when you're playing video games, right? Exactly. Am I right? You come home from a long day of work, and you don't want to have to read crap. No, you want to smash buttons. Exactly. Slay dragons on the internet. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> exactly. You're not... This isn't a text-based adventure game, so... There you go. <laughs> digging it, right? Awesome. All right, VEM, is it available on Curse? Yes. Yes, All right, it very is. cool. Did they find it with the uh, VEM, or is, does it go by the full name? Uh, you can probably search it with VEM or Voice Enhancement Mods. So, so Either VEM or Voice Enhancement Mods. You can find that on Curse. Give it a shot. Check it out. And then you can let Demonic Rick know what you think. And to Demonic Rick, how do they get a hold of you to let, the, uh, to let uh, you know what they think about it? You can uh, follow me or tweet me on Twitter at Demonic Rick. Well, all right. And that's with uh, R-I-C, right at the end? No K? R-I-C-K. R-I-C-K. All right. Yes. Yes. I always mess that one up. Why Why you? <laughs> why am I what? I don't know. I always, the whole Rick thing, do you put a K on it or not? Some guys, they do. Yes. Some guys, they don't. You know, I just don't know. The the I is silent. <laughs> 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 all right <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> that's awesome all right well thank you so much for stopping by the show and sharing ven with us i'm sure a lot of us are going to go check that out and uh, report back let us let you know what we think about it thanks I will, again for sure all right bye guys that about does it for episode number 222 for hearthcast 
And if you'd like to play a round of HearthCast AOE, just let us know. We only need about 20 minutes of your time between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern on any given Thursday. Remember, you don't have to be exactly right to win. Special thanks going over to Elm Root for the uh, fantastic review he left for us there on iTunes. Much appreciated. Thanks for making our day here at HearthCast. Those little positive notes make a huge difference. They do. In, in, in what we do here for you guys out there. So thank you. Very kind words and much appreciated. And as we close the show, we want to thank all of you for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to OpenRead for everything they do. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. It's Broadway Blues with another episode of Aspect of the Daddy, where we talk about technology, toddlers, and time all. iOS 8 is coming out in the fall. To no surprise, we all kind of knew something big was coming from all the leaks, but uh, it's turning out to be a much bigger deal than even most people expected. iOS 8 is going to totally revamp how we use our iPhones and iPads, and um, I'm very excited for it. Basically, a lot of the features that uh, I left iPhone 4 that I enjoy on my Android device are going to be coming to the iPhone. We're talking widgets, we're talking third-party keyboards, we're talking swipe, finally. So iOS 8 is looking really good. For parents, there's going to be a way to actually link your child's account to your main iTunes account and uh, basically share the same credit card across all of the accounts. And before you freak out, there's going to be a way to actually allocate a certain amount of money to each account. You get notifications whenever they buy something. And like I said, you can just limit them to a certain amount. And uh, the way I understand it is when one kid buys an app, everybody is able to use that app as long as they're all tied to the same credit card. So that's pretty neat. Looking forward to uh, the big changes coming to the Mac, too, with the new version of OS X. So, appreciate you listening, guys. I'm looking forward to maybe going back to the iPhone in the fall. We shall see how big the screens are on the new iPhone. If you want to reach me on Twitter, I'm at Broadway Blues. Website is aspectofthedaddy.com. If you want to shoot me an email, john at aspectofthedaddy.com.